Hello and welcome back to Holistic Healing with Laurie. I'm Laurie Rivers and if you're not familiar with me, I help people with long hauler syndrome and MECFS, so chronic fatigue syndrome and other fatigue syndromes, other fatigue illnesses to fully recover. And that includes things like fibromyalgia and tons of other chronic illnesses. And today we're going to be talking about an issue, a subject that is really difficult. Hopefully you're not having too much difficulty with it, but that is relationships. And especially around the holidays, it can be difficult to navigate your relationships. And especially if you are in group settings or if you end up seeing family and friends that maybe you haven't seen for a while. So we're going to talk about how to communicate with people about your illness, if that's something that you choose to do, and you may not choose to do it, actually. So we'll get into that in just a bit here. Also, just to let you know, a part of what we're going to be talking about today is something that I'll be going into more, actually two things, that I'll be going into more in some upcoming free workshops. So there's one in November that is a free workshop, and it's tapping for holiday gatherings and just for the holidays in general. So we're actually going to be doing a technique that's called emotional freedom technique. And you may be familiar with this. It's tapping on certain acupressure points. And it's actually been proven to lower cortisol levels, to improve your nervous system function, to improve your heart rate variability and all these wonderful things. And additionally, you just feel better emotionally and even physically. I'll be offering that and that will help hopefully assist you, help you if you do have any upcoming events or even just small events or even if just the holidays are difficult for you, which I know they are for a lot of people, even people who are not ill. And then the second one is crash-free holidays. So one of the things that people with long hauler syndrome and with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia and other things, one of the things that people deal with is post-exertional malaise. So it's this thing of if you overdo it, for some people even just a teeny little bit, then you end up crashing and it makes you so much worse for either a short amount of time or for a long amount of time. And we really want to stay away from crashes as much as possible in order to give the body more time to heal and to recover. I'll go more into that during that workshop as well, but you can sign up for both of those for free. We'll have the opt-ins. We'll have the links down below. And let's get to it, though. We're going to be talking about a couple of different kind of categories here as far as communicating with people about your illness. And this was really inspired by somebody in our Facebook group. And we'll try to put a link to the Facebook group down there as well. And they said, how in the world are we supposed to interact or be in events where we are expected to interact with people like a normal person. And 
Again, when we're talking about the holidays, you might have family events coming up. And all of this depends on what phase of recovery you're in. If you're in phase one where you're still bed bound, then you're probably not going to be interacting with a group of people or hopefully you're not going to be because that could be detrimental to you. But hopefully you do plan some fun things for yourself that won't take you out of your energy envelope. Whereas if you're in phase three or phase four, then you might even be able to actually physically go to an event. So to answer that person's question, I would say, gosh, please don't expect yourself to act as if and to be as if you're not sick. It doesn't mean that you need to try to explain it to everybody, but especially in that free workshop that I was talking about, crash-free holidays, the key to those types of events is doing a lot of planning beforehand so that you are able to check in with yourself during those events and so that you have an out if you need to jet off sooner, if you realize that your nervous system is hyped up or that you start to react to something in a way that is not going to be helpful in a way that might cause a crash later on. And so we go into a lot of detail about that, but really just having so much love for yourself and for your situation that you don't expect yourself to be there like a quote normal person. And that's very important. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in in just a bit. But let's start actually, let's take a step back. And let's start by talking about how you can interact with the people that you are the closest to and that you interact with the most. So you interact with these people every day, right? And if you are new to long hauler syndrome or chronic fatigue syndrome or ME or any of those types of illnesses, then it might still be in the place where that very well-meaning person or people constantly or very frequently ask you how you're doing, right? How are you today? How are you today? Are you feeling better today? And while we know that they're very well-meaning, that's a very complicated question to ask. What I like to do is to set up a way of communicating with that other person or people that's based on a rating scale, zero to 10. 10 is like, I am doing the worst in the world. It's the most charged, right? It's the oh, worst day ever. Don't talk to me, please. <laughs> And then whereas a five might be, it's not the worst day and it's not the best day. And a zero would be, hey, I, I maybe don't want to say this out loud, but I feel pretty good today. And that way, instead of having to explain things to them, you can say, I'm about an eight today. And so they'll know that you're going to need more help on that particular day. They'll know to be maybe a little more tiptoey around you and, and things like that. So hopefully that's helpful to you. And if that way of rating is confusing, 
then you can also flip it where 10 is you feel better than you have in months and zero is don't don't even come close to me today except for to bring me soup or to feed me or something like that also the more they can stay informed about what you're experiencing the better, right? Which doesn't mean that you need to bombard them with information or things like that, but maybe just to every once in a while to send them a video that you may have run across about somebody else who has a similar illness or had a similar illness. Yeah, so that's going to help out. Now, another question that I get a lot is, what do I say to the people who say, oh, you just need to get more exercise or you don't look like you're sick? And honestly, I, when I was sick that first time around, I just got to the place where I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> I just didn't care about trying to get them to understand what I was experiencing. If it is somebody who is close to you and you feel like it's worth your time and energy, because remembering that you have a limited amount of energy, but if it is somebody who is worth it to you, then again, along the same lines, send them maybe some videos, some short videos about people who have been experiencing the same thing, or maybe a helpful article about what long hauler syndrome is or what chronic fatigue syndrome is and the wide range of what people experience. That there are some people who are unable to get out of bed, who are unable to feed themselves, who are unable to function, period. And then there are other people who are able to function, but it is still a huge struggle. And also letting them know that if it's, let's say that it's maybe a friend who you've had to cancel on a bunch of times and they're getting annoyed with you or upset with you or whatever. And I, I know that feels very difficult because it, I know that I ended up feeling guilty about stuff like that. But letting them know that, hey, I actually have this chronic illness. And so the times that I do have to cancel, it's because I'm, it's pretty bad off. I'm not able to leave the house or I'm not able, not because of emotional stuff, but because of physical things or emotional things. Again, it's, I, I really got to the place where it was, you know what, if they don't understand, then it's not my job to try to make them understand. And frankly, I did end up losing a fair number of friends. And honestly, at that point when I did care, and I think a lot of it also has to do with being in our own power, as cheesy as that sounds, but really acknowledging to ourselves that what we are experiencing is real. Because I kept questioning myself for eight years. I would say, it, is this really real? Nothing's showing up. Nothing's. But the thing is that the more you can accept that what you're experiencing is real and is valid, then you are more able to 
say, hey, I can't do that today. And it's because of the illness that I experienced. Doesn't have anything to do with you. So hopefully that is helpful. Now, speaking of helpful, let's talk about the people who say, you should try this, you should do this, you should do this and this. And even if it creates a rage inside of you that is like the million suns, which is totally understandable, just knowing that ultimately they are trying to be helpful and also knowing that it is probably super scary to them that you are experiencing this because it means that they could possibly experience it as well. They're going to try to find a way to fix it or to help you out. So again, it's coming from a well-meaning place or it's coming from a place of fear or a combination of both. But I think my favorite response to that is, awesome, thank you. I will add that to my list of things to try. And then that way you're not making them feel badly about being interested in your well-being. And at the same time, you're not promising that you're going to hop on it. And you're not trying to explain to them that you have tried a bazillion different things and that you've already tried that and that it doesn't work because of this and this. You're validating yourself and you're validating them at the same time. Now, even having said that, I also hope that you can always come back to this thing of you're not saying things so much to try to make the other person feel better as you're saying things to take good care of yourself. That comes first and foremost. And socializing, being around, even just being around just a couple of people or even just having one visitor can be very taxing for some people which I was totally there. It was much easier for me to be around one person as opposed to a group of people. I could not handle groups of people for many years. But even if you are planning on a Zoom conversation with one person, with a friend, or a phone call, or whatever it might be, Again, planning it into your pacing plan is really important. So making sure that you get some good rest before you meet with them and that you plan a nice chunk of meditation time after you meet with them. And if you're not familiar with meditations, take a look at one of my other videos about meditations. But it's a dedicated rest time. It's not scrolling through your phone. It is lying down as long as that's comfortable for you and really resting. So either meditating, a guided meditation, or listening to some soothing music, or doing yoga nidra, or something like that. Again, not listening to a podcast or anything. With the lights off, no other sounds around you, you're just resting. So making sure that you bookend any socializing events with those rests is incredibly helpful. And that's a trick that I really wish that I'd known about when I was sick that first time around. 
I knew about it the second time around, and that's part of the reason that I got well a lot faster than the first time around. Now, the other thing is about interacting with people, friends or family, either one-on-one or in small groups, is to take into consideration is how do those people usually make you feel? So we get to be super choosy about the people that we allow to be around us. So if this is a friend who traditionally has been super negative and complains about everything and focuses on the negative and the things that aren't working and just feels like a drain to you even when you weren't sick, email is going to be a better choice to communicate with somebody like that. If it's someone who's super energetic and is super, super positive, then in the same way, they might not be the best person for you to interact with. It just depends on how it makes you feel. If that interaction allows you to feel uplifted and safe, then great. That's a great person for you to interact with in that way. But if they make you feel crappy about where your life is right now, or take too much energy, then again, a different way of communicating is going to be a better idea. And then lastly, for this type of communication, you want to limit your time frame. Play around, experiment with what a good time amount of time is for you to be on the phone or on a Zoom call. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe you can even go up to 30 minutes and still not experience post-exertional malaise afterwards or the day after. And if that's the case for you, great. Work out that time for you. Still, though, bookending the pre and post interaction with those rests, with those meditations. Now, when we get to those group socializations, that does get more involved and definitely more difficult. Again, if you're in phase one or two, you're just not going to want to subject yourself to that. What you might want to do, though, is to let's say that it's a let's say that it's a big family gathering. Find somebody who is willing and interested and available to maybe set up their phone to zoom you in, right? So that you can say hi to everybody and so that you can feel like you're included in it and like you're a part of it and treat it just like what we were just talking about as far as uh, bookending it with your meditations and limiting your time. Have a reminder set that says, okay, you have five minutes left. And then when your cutoff time is as well, and ask your person to help you out with that as well. If you do decide to go to a large event, I really recommend that you join us for that workshop because you'll also get access to a free download of an ebook that goes through all the steps to take in order to plan that out for yourself, because that really is the key to not 
causing a crash with these larger events. And yeah, so you definitely want to be planning everything ahead and to have an out. <laughs> I, I definitely recommend being able to go with somebody else with a, a partner, whether it's a romantic partner or a friend or a family member who can be your ally at the event and work out strategies with them to help you have your outs, right? So if you're talking to, if you end up talking to somebody who's very draining, you figure out some way of tugging on your ear or something and have the other person come and rescue you or, and, or, and again, we go through all this in the, in this workshop and ebook, but you also want to have a phrase or a couple of phrases that you can use to get out of if you're feeling caught or if you're just starting to notice, if you're starting to pay attention to your body and mind's cues that you are starting to reach that threshold where you need some rest. And this can be things like, hey, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then you go and you take a rest. You actually schedule yourself times to rest throughout that event as well. And that can even mean going to your car and just turning on the, the heater or whatever, if it's cold outside, and just sitting in your car for a while and doing your meditation in your car. So hopefully these are all helpful for you. If you have your own strategies that you would like to share with us, please do share that. We'd love to hear those. Part of the the beauty of being in the community that you know that I offer, whether it's the Facebook community or the Relief and Transformation course, is that you can, we can share these strategies and those will help you out. And then as always, I just want to leave you with the message that you can fully recover from these types of illnesses. I've done it several times now and I think I'm in the place where I don't I'm no longer susceptible really to those types of illnesses it's taken a lot of work but time and time again with my students and with my clients with the relief and transformation course we're seeing that people do heal that people can heal and at the same time however you decide to do it is perfect so I'm going to be cheering you on however, wherever you are in your journey. And I do hope to see you in some of those upcoming live workshops and in the next Holistic Healing with Laurie podcast. Take care. Lots of love.